Welcome to the Real Talk 238 podcast with your host, Denise Lee, an Associate Licensed Counselor and Nationally Board Certified Counselor in the state of Alabama under the supervision of Cotina Stroud. The Real Talk 238 podcast has real conversations concerning taboo topics, which people may find themselves struggling with that may not be discussed, especially in relation to the church. The purpose of the Real Talk 238 podcast is to bring awareness, hope, and encouragement. Having these conversations will shed light on the truth and break the lie of being the only one, being stuck, isolated, and alone because there is someone else who has gone through something similar. Topics discussed on the Real Talk 238 podcast are not a substitute nor does it replace professional medical, psychiatric, psychological, or mental health advice, diagnosis, or treatment, and is intended strictly for informational and educational purposes only. All right, let's get started. Hey everyone and welcome and thank you for joining me for episode 10 of the Real Talk 238 podcast. My name is Denise Lee and I am your host. Last time on the Real Talk 238, I talked about finding balance and what that means. If you missed that episode, please go back and listen to episode 9. Today, I'm excited because the Real Talk 238 podcast has reached a small milestone, which may not seem like much to some people, but one that I am very excited about and thankful for. And that is, this is the 10th episode. Another thing I'm excited about is doors that are opening. I was invited several months ago to present in a few weeks to give a two-hour talk on trauma-informed care at Samford University to the nurse practitioners who are in their residency of their doctoral program. Then after that, I will be heading out of state to speak to a church about mental health and trauma-informed care. Let me tell you, that is some exciting things to be happening for sure and opportunities that I give God all the praise for because without Him... I couldn't be doing any of this. When I first started thinking about doing a podcast, I had no idea how I would even go about creating a podcast. I only could envision what the end goal was going to be and the framework of what that podcast would be about. I just kept praying for God's guidance and it never failed because God would lead me to people who had a podcast and could offer valuable insight. Then there were those special people would come alongside me and bring me encouragement because they could see what I may not have been able to see. Sometimes people can see the potential in us when we can't even see it. Well, God knew exactly who to send because I really needed that encouragement because there were times that I struggled putting this podcast together. Thankfully, the podcast did release and here we are today. And one thing I have learned through this process is God's timing is absolutely everything. As I continue to release episodes, I'm always praying about what topic needs to be a part of each episode or what guest needs to be interviewed. 
I'm so thankful for everyone who's been a podcast guest. And as of right now, I have three interviews that I still need to edit and two interviews scheduled for future episodes. Super excited about those. My goal for this podcast has been to release one new episode each week. Well, sadly, as you all know, I missed the mark last week because I had some priorities I had to take care of first. Sometimes life is like that, but thankfully, God helps me to keep things in perspective as I continue this interesting and exciting journey of the Real Talk 238 podcast. Well, for this episode, I have felt very impressed to discuss the subject of isolation. I am not talking about the type of isolation that many of us, or in fact, all of us had to go through by being quarantined because of a pandemic. The isolation I am referring to is being in a room full of people and yet feeling totally isolated from everyone around you. Maybe the isolation was because you found out you weren't invited or included in an event, or maybe that isolation was because you saw familiar faces on social media and they were at some activity and you had no idea anything was even happening. Sometimes God will call us to a place of isolation. Sometimes the isolation is forced. Sometimes the isolation is unplanned. And sometimes isolation comes by our own choice. Whatever the reason, there will be times that every one of us will face a season of isolation. Going through a season of isolation can be difficult and it can be extremely challenging. But it can also be through that season of isolation that God is transforming you. The transformation process can be extremely painful and extremely lonely. Throughout the Bible, there are several examples of individuals who felt isolated or were forced to isolate because of circumstances beyond their control. Hagar in Genesis chapter 16 was forced into isolation. She was Sarai's handmaiden and was given later to Abram, or what would later be known as Abraham, to be his wife because Sarai was trying to help out the promise that God had given to Abram. Once Hagar became pregnant, Sarai became very angry and dealt very harshly with Hagar, even though Hagar didn't do anything wrong. She just was following orders, and it was during that period of isolation that God gave Hagar a promise. Then in chapter 21, she was again sent away, but God met her in the middle of her isolated place. Then there's Leah in Genesis chapter 29, where she is first introduced. She was surrounded by people, by family, yet she dealt with isolation. She was constantly trying to get the attention of Jacob, her husband. But instead, Jacob, his attention and his affection was focused on her sister, Rachel. And if you're familiar with the story, Jacob had worked seven years for Rachel, but Laban, Rachel's father, put Leah in Rachel's place when it was time for Jacob to get married. So Jacob married Leah first and then worked another seven years for Rachel. In that situation, Leah Just from the very get-go, she was not the choice or the wanted bride, but that's what happened. And then we have Miriam, who's over in Numbers chapter 12. 
she was forced out of the camp for seven days, the camp of Israel, because she was struck with leprosy when she questioned the leadership of her brother, Moses. Although the camp did not move forward, Marion had to wait for her season of isolation to end. And then we have Elijah, who faced isolation in 1 Kings when he had to run for his life. And although Elijah did the work of God and was in God's will, he still faced isolation. There was one point that Elijah thought he was the only prophet left. And even during Elijah's period of isolation, God still met Elijah where he was at. Jeremiah was called by God, yet he faced isolation. He is known as the weeping prophet. He didn't marry and he didn't have children. And he was even rejected by the very people he was trying to help, people that he loved. At one point, he was even thrown in a pit. Then we've got David. He faced many years of isolation. He was either running from Saul, who was his own father-in-law, or he was running from his own son, Absalom. In Psalms 142, verses 1 through 7, David is, he's talking about his isolation. He said, I cried unto the Lord with my voice. With my voice unto the Lord did I make my supplication. I poured out my complaint before him. I showed before him my trouble. When my spirit was overwhelmed within me, but thou knewest my path, and the way wherein I walked, have they privily laid a snare for me. I looked on my right hand and beheld, but there was no man that would know me. Refuge failed me. No man cared for my soul. I cried unto the Lord. I said, Thou art my refuge and my portion in the land of the living. Attend unto my cry, for I am brought very low. Deliver me from my persecutors, for they are stronger than I. Bring my soul out of prison, that I may praise thy name. The righteous shall compass me about, for thou shalt deal bountifully with me. You see, David, even in his own period of isolation, his own season of isolation, he still called out to God. He still sought refuge from God. Because I believe when David was fighting the bear and the lion when he was just a shepherd boy, he learned that God could take care of him through those times of persecution or trials or trouble. And then we have the woman with the issue of blood who's mentioned both in Luke chapter 8 and Mark chapter 5. She also faced isolation. You know, she had a health issue. She suffered for 12 years because she was bleeding. And if anyone does not know, this was a menstrual issue. In other words, she just would not stop having a cycle. She had seen several physicians with no hope. She spent all her money. She suffered at the hands of those physicians probably some treatments that were painful, that caused suffering, which no healing happened. She didn't get healed. She didn't get well. And under the law, she was considered unclean because she had been bleeding. You know, being unclean for her meant being isolated, not being able to be touched or cared for. But you know what? She sought God and she found God in the temple, which was Jesus. And although she never touched him, She never touched his body. She touched only the hem of his garment, the very bottom of his garment, just the hem of it. 
I mean, when I think about the hem of a garment, like my blouse or skirt, it's just, it's a very small edge. God met her where she was at and she got healed. And then the one that I think of who faced the greatest place of isolation of all was Jesus himself. He purposely hid away in a desert place where he was tempted by Satan. He gave of his time in ministry, healing, and helping those who could not help themselves. People pulled at his garments, wanting to be touched, wanting to be healed. He was betrayed by a friend. He was beaten. His vulnerability completely was stripped from him as he was nailed to a cross where all could see his nakedness. Even while dying on a cross, accusations were made about him, and he even felt forsaken. But thank God, praise God, he conquered death and hell, and he had rose from the dead. In each of these examples, the isolation was painful, but in each of these situations, transformation took place. Sometimes the reason for the season of isolation is clear, and sometimes it made no sense. Maybe your isolation was because of being betrayed or abandoned by a member of your family or by your friends. Maybe your isolation was because of depression, anxiety, or some other emotional issue, and it was painful to be around others. Maybe the isolation is deeply felt, even though you may be in a room full of people. The isolation may be caused because of sickness or disease. Maybe the isolation is because of divorce or the death of a spouse. Maybe the isolation happens because of someone else's decision that impacted your life. Or maybe the isolation was because of a traumatic event that happened sometime in your life that you did not choose to happen. When periods or seasons of isolation come, it is so easy to get discouraged. One thing that is helpful is to open the Bible. There are several scriptures that can be helpful for isolation. Here are a few that have encouraged me many times during my own season of isolation. Psalm 73, verses 23 and 24. Nevertheless, I am continually with thee. Thou hast holden me by my right hand. Thou shalt guide me with thy counsel, and afterward receive me to glory. Psalm 27, verse 10 says, When my father and my mother forsake me, then the Lord will take me up. Deuteronomy 31, verse 6 says, Be strong and of a good courage. Fear not, be not afraid of them. For the Lord thy God, he it is that doth go with thee. He will not fail thee nor forsake thee. Romans 8, verses 38 and 39, it says, For I am persuaded that neither death nor life nor angels nor principalities nor powers nor things present nor things to come nor height nor depth nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. First Peter 5 says, Casting all your care upon him, for he careth for you. And in Hebrews 13 verse 5 says, Let your conversation be without covetousness, and be content with such things as ye have. For he has said, I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. These are scriptures that provide encouragement, and sometimes you have to pray these scriptures. Another thing that you can do to help with isolation is listen to praise and worship music. Listen to that. Stay off social media. I think social media, when you're going through periods of isolation, is the worst thing you can do. Pray scripture. Pray scripture. One of the things the Bible says that in everything, give thanks. 
It may sound ludicrous or just crazy, but even give praise God, give him thanks for that season of isolation. Thank him because maybe he's trying to work something out of you. Maybe he's trying to perfect something in you. Dealing with isolation can be hard. It can be challenging and it can be frustrating. God never intended for you to walk alone during your season of isolation. Now, he didn't say we would not go through periods of isolation, but we wouldn't have to walk alone through it. He may be trying to show you something that you could not see because you were distracted with people or things around you. God may be wanting to work out some flaws or some defects that we may have in our character. Try to remember that even if we can't see beyond this season of isolation, God sees what is beyond this season. He knows the beginning from the end. We, as individuals, we don't know the beginning from the end. We just know what, where we're at in this present moment. If you allow God, He will transform you by working out those things which may be a stumbling block at a later time. If we can be like clay, that it's pliable and flexible and it can be shaped in various objects, If we can be like clay and be pliable, allowed to be shaped, then God can transform our lives into what he sees we can become. When you are facing these seasons of isolation, it's very important to find a few select people that you know will pray for you and support you. This can be a few close friends, a mentor, or even your pastor. And let me tell you, I so appreciate my pastor and my assistant pastor because I'm able to go to them and and talk to them if I need to. And even if I don't, I know they're praying for me. Sometimes during seasons of isolation, it also may be time to seek a licensed counselor, especially if you're dealing with depression or anxiety or you've been trying to work through issues of betrayal, abandonment, or even abuse from your past, God does not expect you to carry whatever you are facing in that period of isolation alone. He doesn't expect you to to carry it alone. There's a saying that says we're not 10 foot tall and bulletproof. We need each other, and sometimes we need to seek professional help, and that's okay. As we come to a close, I just want to say thank you for being a part of this podcast. You don't know how important knowing that this is helping people and reaching people is. My goal is to bring light on challenging topics, which in turn will help to cultivate healing. I want to remind you that even in your season of isolation, that you are fearfully and wonderfully made. Try to give yourself grace. Be kind to yourself. Do something good for yourself. If you know someone who is struggling, share this episode with them. Until next time, have a blessed and wonderful day. Thank you for listening to the Real Talk 238 podcast for this week's episode. If you have enjoyed this episode of the Real Talk 238 podcast, please subscribe so you will be notified when new episodes are released. If you would like to leave a comment, or there is a topic you would like discussed on the Real Talk 238 podcast, you can drop an email at therealtalk238 at gmail.com. You can also find the Real Talk 238 podcast on Facebook and Instagram listed as at the Real Talk 238. As a reminder, 
The Real Talk 238 podcast is not a substitute, nor does it replace therapy. Always seek the advice of your physician or a qualified licensed mental health provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or mental health disorder. Until next time, have a blessed day.